In days gone past, this is the sort of week that would have had Eddie Maguire rubbing his hands together at the start of the footy show because it has indeed been a big week in football, more specifically in Collingwood football. Drug allegations and sanctions accepted, rumours of players flying left and right, and finally this past weekend getting a win on the board against the arch enemy 2-0 for the year. GC, did you enjoy that win on the weekend? <laughs> How can you not enjoy beating Carlton? Of course, so we enjoy that. But I, I think if it had been anyone other than Carlton on the weekend, we may not have won. That's a very good point. I was uh, I was there and sitting. I was there for my first win this weekend, so I, I was pretty stoked about that. But um, gee, it wasn't it wasn't a good spectacle, was it? Uh, wasn't Um Look, it was. Um, it was hard to watch at times. Um, I had a lot of people ar- around me yelling out. You know, kick it up the guts, kick it up the guts, and you. When they moved the ball quickly up the centre, it was exciting, and you just wanted to see more of that. It was so frustrating when they keep going sideways. Um, mm. But yeah, look, it was nice to have a few goals and a bit of action happen in front of me, and you know there was, but there were those sort of boring patches where you just got so frustrated. It, it, it's interesting. I, I, I think I think the the trouble for me is watching them play without that swagger and confidence that really was um, there early on in the year. GC. I mean, it, it just it looks like that. Not that they're bereft of ideas or, or the hardness and the effort. I think for the most part is still there, but that uh, they're lacking a touch of polish. Um, that's that's top down at the moment. Yeah, oh, I think I think the um, the big one is the lack of polish, the lack of skill. I mean, we. We're still trying. Well, one of the things you really like about us is, bar maybe the Melbourne match, all those losses were associated with effort. But you know, towards the end, the mm. Port Adelaide and and the Footscray match, we 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 didn't have great skill, and that was again apparent on on the weekend. We just didn't look, we didn't look a good side, even though we were trying hard. And, and I think save the efforts of uh, of two guys. Um, in in for solo and and the returning Ben Reed who did more than his fair share of work on the weekend for someone who um has missed the amount of footy he has um, if not for the efforts of those two guys we uh, we would have been in dire straits yeah yeah but the funny was someone wrote on the board which I thought was actually uh, when I thought about it was pretty true said uh, I can't remember who it was but said we um as badly as we played I, I can't think of anyone I really really want to drop you know yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I think everyone played played a role. Yeah, and the effort was there. It just sort of took, and it took a while. I guess the 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 effort was consistent, but the 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 um, oh, the flow or something wasn't consistent. Mm-hmm. You know, it just mm-hmm. it just uh, they didn't ever stop trying, but they just couldn't make it work all the time. I, I, I never felt in doubt. I never thought that we'd lose, even when I think the Blues got within a, within a kick. Um, there was no nervousness, but you know, I also never felt like we were uh, uh, you know, an inch away from, from you know, beating them up like we did earlier in the year. Um, yeah. We just didn't click into that gear. Mm. But we looked like we no. should have. I mean, we did look like I mean, when we were, when Fasolo lost that shot at goal, there's a couple of times where we really looked like we were about to break it open and, and you thought yep. we should have gone on with it and we didn't. It was, that was sort of disappointing. 
Mm-hmm. But look, it's another win in the bag. Another 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 debutant in um, in Jonathan Marsh. I actually quite mm-hmm. liked his game. I got to see him up uh, up close for for the second time this year. He was electric. He's um, yeah. I mean, he might have he might have let a few things through, but gee, some of the de- things he did. And the thing I liked, he looked like he settled into the pace of the game pretty well, and he yep. looked like he was he could take the game on. You know, there's a lot to like about Marsh. Yeah, I've always liked the look of through the game. Sorry, no I was just saying, you could see him improve through the game. He he looked a bit lost in the first quarter, and you know he just he sort of adjusted to the pace as the game went on, and um, and did do some terrific things. Yeah, I think that was sort of the nature, maybe, of the role that he was asked to play. I think in, in the VFL, he's always got an assigned matchup. He's always going to take the you know, the number one forward um, at VFL level because with Brown and Frost in the side, he might have had a different role. Mm. Um, I, th- I think he I think he played. Um, Quite well, and I always like a defender who gets really pissed off when they make a mistake or um, when the opposition gets the ball. And um, he he certainly felt that way, so it was. He didn't work; he felt that way. So he's um, got passion. Yeah, passion, and that's and that's great. That's that's a that's a fantastic thing for him. So. Um, look, you know, two games in for Scharenberg, six in for Darcy Moore, six in for Maynard, um, one for Marsh. A lot of kids. Um, I and, thought the other guy who um, came back with a vengeance was, was Sinclair. Yes. Oh, yes. absolutely. Mm. He was. He had some really exciting passages of play and sort of. Great run, he's got a great run off the back line. He'll take the game on a bit in the. Yeah. He can become a line breaker, I think. You know, if he if he develops. Yep, he was good. It's, it's, it's I think we've looked our best when we've almost played that extra half back. We started the year when we had Ramsey in that role, um, and we sort of looked like we were carrying one too many of them. Um, but we actually looked quite good in defence, um, shutting down Smalls quite effectively, and and generating a fair bit of run from the back line. So, um, no, he was he was really good. I um I, I actually I actually can't fault I can't fault a lot of players on the weekend. Um, have just yeah. just didn't all click. That's why it feels funny because we, we looked sort of ordinary, but every, you say, oh, well, he was all right and he wasn't too bad and he wasn't even terrible really. One of the things that I find a bit strange now, looking back on the start of the season, is, you know, those first few games at the start of the season we had, you know, 10 or 13 goal kickers. Um, yep. And I don't, I can't kind of put my finger on what, has caused that drop off. You know why? Why aren't we getting all of those players sneaking goals anymore? Oh, it's 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 two words, Magpie Girl. Travis Cloak. Um, and, no, and but it was presence, before then. Before he went out. I, look, it, it probably started around the Hawthorne game. We had a good spread of goal kickers. Um, the Freo game, we didn't rely on anyone. The, he, I, I I genuinely think his presence is missed. And and when he's and when he's on the field. Um, the attention that he generates is huge, and it just gives other players opportunities. and um, And it also might be a case you might you might be right. It might also be a case of the midfield uh, midfielders not contributing to the goal tally as much as they were at the start of the year, and, and that could be a bit of fatigue. But I think Cloak's the main factor there. Mm, yeah, and I think I think if Cloak, you know, if he can be back this week, and we can see and we can see Reed and Cloak and as much as I like more at the moment, I must say I'd, I'd like to see White 
come in and play that role that he was recruited for and see what that forward line can do in the next few weeks. I'm, I'm sure that was the desired forward line when Jesse White was included. That, that, yeah. that was, that was, oh, that was no the complete intention. That was, yeah. Those, those, those three boys down there, for Solo and Elliot as the smaller forwards and then uh, either a resting midfielder or a defensive midfielder like a Blair or a Goldsack um, in that in that final uh, pocket or, or half forward role, but th- that's that that'd be huge. Um, and it'd be it just be it'd be good to see it in action at least for a few games this year and and see if it can work and function properly. I, th- I think I think this you know we've, we've got to put the the, the Ben Reid debate almost to rest. Um, and it's not a case of not being a capable defender. He might still be our best defender, but what he offers us forward mm-hmm. um, is tremendous. Oh, I think if you have Cloak and Reid running out. And then you say, Jesse White's not a great mark, but he gets the third tall forward. And then you say, well, Fasolo and Elliot are great marks for their size. So who do you put on? I mean, that's going to stretch sides. I mean, I'd, I'd hate to be a uh, backline coach lining up against those five in a way and saying, well, how are we going to stop these guys marking? If they're all on song, they can be devastating. Yeah, absolutely right. And it becomes a part of the ground where we have um, a fair bit of experience as opposed to the backline and and aspects of, you know, sometimes in the midfield when we're running with some of the younger guys, this is a very experienced forward line. Um, mm. And you, two genuine sharpshooters, three genuine sharpshooters, I'd say, in Reed, Elliot, and Fasolo, I mean, yeah. it, it's dangerous. Mm. Well, look, that, that, that was a positive. Also, the win over uh, the uh, Northern Blues is a positive for the VFL, sitting pretty in fourth spot. Um, this has been a good VFL season. I, I, I got the chance to watch most of the game on Foxtel, and the big standout and big discussion point has been Patrick Carnesius. He was um he was he was quite impressive. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's I mean there's no doubt you want to see, you know you've got to fit him in, but we really need to see him have another run in the seniors. To we need to know what he can do, and I don't want him to leave the club or or be discarded at the moment without him having another ping at it because we need to know what can you do. Completely agree, um, and 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 the thing is, it's it's obvious it's obvious that he can he can dominate on that second level, um, on that on that mm-hmm. tier down. But without that run in the, you know, we we saw you know, uh, we bleated about it for Ben Kennedy for a while. He got a couple of games, but with with these players, you've got to expose them three, four, five weeks and say, hey, go for it and let's see what you can do. Especially considering you know, the the un, you know the unlikely chance of us making finals at the moment, as it is, it, it, it's worth it. It's it's just mm-hmm. worth it's just worth doing. Ah, yeah, absolutely. I, I think you know it would be great to see Carnesis get a run. I think, I, and I think he's a ch- he must be a chance this week. If uh, I'm not sure, I haven't read the last couple of days how Taylor Adams is travelling, but there was some question on him. There may be a spot or two open up this week, and uh, I'd like to see him get a go. Well, uh, well unless the rumours are to be believed that uh, he's uh, a bit disenchanted with the club. Um, and uh, and has told the club he won't be there. I can't see why he wouldn't, at the very least, get a look. We'll stick with the rumour mill just for a Who couple of minutes. You see Taylor Adams there or or Carnezes? Carnezes. Uh-huh. I can't believe Carnezes. that he'd be. I can't believe he'd be telling a club that at this stage. I mean, you certainly you certainly wouldn't think so. But we will stick with the rumour mill for a second. Talk about some more positive rumours about how every man and his dog will be playing for Collingwood next year, which is just <laughs> exciting news. Um, at, Adam Trelaw, James Aish. My big thing is that our talented players, they don't really address a need at the club. They're both being uh, talented midfielders. But 
you certainly can't pass on that sort of talent when it's available for you. What are your what's your thoughts, GC? Oh, well, if you can if you can engineer, especially Adam Trelaw. And I, th- I, I like Aish too. I think, you know, he showed a lot in his first year and he's had an ordinary second year, but that's been the way of a lot of players. And he had those good years in his, you know, in the Sandfall where he, he played against men as a pretty young boy. I think he'll be a uh, he'll be a, a very good AFL player over his career. So if you can <laughs> slot those two, you can never have too many midfielders. So um, uh, Trelaw would be massive, absolutely massive. Oh, I, I, look, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and, and considering we're in a position where someone like you know, Swan's coming towards the end of his career, Pendles will be 28 come the start of the season next year. Um, you know, we, we've, got a, we, we've got a good young brigade, but Trelaw is a genuine potential A-grader, if not an A-grader already. And that's, mm. that's talent you, you can't waste. Aish, you know, look, if, if Aish's ceiling is something of a, a Wellingham-like of 2010, and he'll be better than that, better than then, that. Then, yeah. you've got a, then you've got a very good player on your hands anyway. And even if, you know, he's, out, he's there to put a bit of class in the midfield, which is what we sorely need, um, he's, uh, he's definitely one that we should, we should have a look at. Yeah, no, um, he would be very handy. Can't you just imagine Derek Hines sitting in his office having a read of all of these threads, <laughs> calling with yeah. footy and having a real chuckle? I'm saying, yeah, where did they get this information from? <laughs> <laughs> say, That's a good idea. Why don't I go after him? <laughs> well, that, that'd be, it'd be good to repeat that interview at some point. Um, Nightman uh, did a great job last time. And that's uh, certainly good to get Derek Hine back on. Look, I'm sure I'm sure they all read these these sorts of things. As much as they say that they try to keep their eyes off the uh, media and the, the public and the you know, the forums and stuff, I, I guarantee you the players have a look and, and club officials have a look. So, I mean, where do you think that half the journalists get their stories from? It's, it's right here on, on the Collingwood podcast. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, look, that's look, look, it's all exciting news, but it'll play out um, sometime in in mid October. Exciting news for the moment and for now and, and for the foreseeable future. Our beloved captain, Scott Penderbury, signing on, it seems, for another four years. Um, never really in doubt, but uh, he's the one signature you'd want more than Trelaws, more than anyone else in the AFL. It's it's, it's having your, your captain back at the club for another uh, four years and recommitting for life, really. Oh, yeah. He's, he, the, you know, there's some players that should only play at one club and he's about... The, the the main one you can think of, you know, we should he should never ever go anywhere else. No, he and Swanee, they just would not ever be at any yeah. club. Yeah. Look, yeah, I, I, people. I think I I saw uh, floating around the boards, and I've had conversations with people. You know, he's not a he's not going to win a Brownlow medal, and 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 that's as as if that should count against him. I think he's accomplished more in his career than I'd say half the three quarters of the Brownlow medalists have. Um, so this is a, he's such a great player for us and um, it's so good to see him stick around yep mm, you're right good to know <laughs> um, <laughs> a little a little bit a little bit of bad luck though um, on the on the injury front we've, we've been mostly positive recently but word spreading through that uh, Nath Freeman has uh, redone his hamstring I don't know what these tendon injuries are like and these hamstring injuries are like but this must be must be pretty concerning for uh, for a kid at his age, and, and um, you know, not not playing a, a senior game of football in his first couple of years, and, and just having these recurring injuries. Mm, no, it's very rare. 
I think almost as worrying is I see that Buckley tonight's on the um, Collingwood site saying that that Freeman's frustrated, our medical staff's frustrated, our conditioning staff are disappointed, and we don't know what's going on. And you know, yeah. it, like when he did it the first time, and you thought, well, he's going to it's a bad hamstring, or miss four to six, or whatever, and he misses the whole season, and it just the whole thing of that next operation this year where he has a, a little bit of scar tissue and they say we just need to fix this up and he'll be back shortly and that was in May and now we're told he won't play again for the year unlikely so it just doesn't doesn't quite make sense for this you know what's gone on here is it's such a severe thing for a two-year hamstring injury. I mean I'm, I'm sure you remember young Jesse Smith at uh, was it North Melbourne he was a you know, yes, really talented yeah, almost probably type player and and he, and he, you know, he had a good first season and he became really disenchanted with the medical staff at North when they couldn't get him right. And, you know, I, I'd like to think that, you know, and I think that's, that's probably a little bit of bad press, I think, for, for the, you know, for the club to come out and say, you know, we're all very frustrated about all this, you know, it doesn't, it's not the best look. And um, I can't imagine how, how, how even Freeman would feel hearing that, you know, we don't, we're not quite sure what, what to do next. Um, yeah, it's, it's certainly not a, it's not a positive situation. Yeah, I mean, even the bottom line where he says we want, we feel for him and want to give him the best chance to have a crack at a professional AFL career means they're talking as though the career's you know on the line. It's not, it's not certain, which is, you know, terrible for a number ten draft pick to say. You know, you may not even get a crack at it. Yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah pretty, pretty dumb yeah. Look, um, the, the the hope obviously is that um, he can get it. Himself, right? We have had players who have done um, some pretty serious injuries in his first couple in their first couple of years, and, and have uh, come to the other end. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, shout out to, to Nate if you're listening. Probably not, but if you are, um, <laughs> you know, we are hoping the best for you. We are thinking of you, and yeah, get get be- get better soon, mate. Mm. And on a brighter note, we finally have Brent McCaffrey coming back in. Yeah, that's good to see. Which is which is stunning news. It's stunning news because because you know despite what people may think about his contribution and, and whether or not he's best twenty two, he's a genuine clubman um, and, and and such a terrific guy to have around. I enjoyed watching him on um on the VFL uh, show they put up um, uh, from Lily Street, which is which is quality. Um, he, you know, it, it's so good to to hear that he'll be back and and playing this weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's he's a. Um, He's a good clubman, isn't he? And he, you hope he can get back to being a, a, a best twenty-two man. I'm not sure that he will, to tell you the truth. But great to see him back. Absolutely. Well, we should turn our attention now to uh, well, this Friday night. Um, Buckley himself took the, you know, t- took away my phrase, saying it was a must-win game essentially. Um, and, and we've all, we've known that for a, you know we we've known that ever since Saturday that uh, a win essentially keeps us mathematically within the hope of finals, whilst most of us. Realistic types have sort of written it off as a as a concept. The Swans haven't been travelling all that well, um, and there is a slight chance that we could go up there and maybe knock off uh, that batch of billionaires. Um, GC, you, you, your thoughts? Oh, well, if you if you look purely on recent form and things, you'd have to give us not a great chance, but. Uh, I think, you know, I'm always a believer in, you know, it's just some teams that play better against other teams. And we have such a good record against the Swannies, and I think the Swannies themselves aren't playing very well, uh, especially if, if Trav Cloak's back in this week and we line up with that Cloak, Reed, Fasolo, Elliott, White, potentially, Ford line. 
Well, I'm, I'm, I'm an even money chance. I think we've got a real chance to knock them off. I'm confident. I think the one thing that plays against us is the SCG factor. And it's yes. a ground that I don't think we would have played at. None, I don't think any of the current team would have played at uh, maybe Swan. 15, 15 years since we played so, there. So it's not at the Olympic Stadium. It's not at a, no, it's the first time back we're at SCG. So. Oh, gosh. So that's, that's, yeah, that's the big factor in a way. It took, it took Sydney nine years to wise up and realise <laughs> that we were kicking our asses all over ANZ. Um, but that but we have worked it in Melbourne too. So I think you know, I think we still can do it. I think I think we, just, you know, we match up well with them. I think it's more than just a ground. I don't think it's more than the ground. So I think there's a element of, you know, when we play Hawthorne, we just look like bunnies, and when we play Sydney, we look like gold. Mm. And there is and there is a little bit of scuttlebutt going around that Franklin won't play. No, they've been that, out. yeah, they've, they've said he's not playing. He's out. Well, well, look. I think we're even money. I think this is uh, this is as good as this is as good a chance as we're going to get to to beat. I tell you what, if if we beat Sydney, we'll be kicking ourselves royally about a couple of those games that we lost, um, and uh, and that and that will be a bit of a shame. But, but you know, we'll focus on this week. And I think you're right. If if someone like Cloak is back and they're missing Franklin, this becomes a, a very very interesting game indeed for a mm. Friday night. Absolutely, I think it is. Who are, we, who are we looking at uh, leaving out of the side? I, I think the obvious one is, is Darcy Moore. Um, whilst he's whilst he, he's been relatively good um, for a kid and he shows the right endeavour, um, if Cloak is fit, Cloak has to come in. And I, I still think White has to come in. Um, yeah, I think Darcy Moore is the, the, the exclusion. Yeah, I think Darcy, Darcy Moore comes out. Jeez, I think it's uh, – if you're going to bring more, it's going to be almost a half-back flanker. I mean, I really want to see Marsh play again. But yep. he could he could suffer that thing of someone has to come out. Um, I think Scharenberg's got a uh, – Scharenberg you want to see start on the ground this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. It's, it's <laughs> funny that we've, we've, we've lost six and we didn't play so well, but we're struggling to tip someone else. And and the thing is, Marsh is Marsh is the interesting one because I, I don't think Frost has been all that brilliant. And, and without Franklin in the side, I don't think it's an obvious matchup for either he or Marsh at this stage. So um, Tippett's been running through the ruck. Um, they're actually it's actually quite a tricky forward line to match up on because mm. um, they do rotate their players out a fair bit. And without Franklin, that that would have been their focal point. So it's tough to negotiate how they're going to. They're going to go forward, to be honest, um, and that might throw a bit of a spanner in the works for uh, for young bucks. Mm. Well, no one's mentioned Wits either. I mean, he, he, we're a different oh, team yeah. when they both when he, when both he and Grundy are in. And he had a good game. Yeah. It's a it's a totally different mix, isn't it? There seems to be a lot of tools and a lot of I don't know. Don't we put everybody? It's it it, 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 Can we slip him in this way? <laughs> <laughs> Well, someone well, to make room. I tell you what, he looks good. You know, in this in the VFL, when when you're two hundred two hundred eleven centimeters and you can run a, what a two point eight twenty meter and you're on the lead and you can take a clunk, it's yeah. pretty hard yeah. to stop you. No, he's he's impressive. I've always said if Mike Pike can make the AFL, most people can. Um, but Cox has got some athletic ability um, mm. that, that I don't think I don't think anyone's ever seen before. So yeah, that's unique. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, look, look I, I, I think the weekend showed that, you know, Grundy can go it alone in the rug. I thought that he played quite well. Um, mm. I don't know how 
And I know that you know we, we both talked about this in the past that, that Wits and Grundy should be played together to see how it goes. But we we saw how it went, and not that I think that met, you know that combination was the result of those losses, but I think Grundy performed very very well by himself last week. So, um, I wouldn't be too keen to rush Wits back into the side at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. It's, well, that's right. Where are you going to put him? Who you know? It's just, just uh, you can't bring him, both him and White back. I mean, it's hard enough and cloak in one <laughs> week. So, uh, land, land of the Giants at Collingwood. I think that'd be uh, an interesting uh, strategy. But mm. the board might go into meltdown after what uh, after what happened at Adelaide. So against Port. So maybe not. Final thoughts and, and, and a tip. I'm going with the pies. I think we will. I think. We may not win Geelong and Richmond, but I think I think this is the of the three bar the Essendon match of the three matches we've got coming up now. I'm most confident about this one. I just think we're going. I think with nobody and if Trab's Trab plays, I think we win. What about you, Magpie Girl? Um, look, I I think we've got a pretty good record against Sydney, and um, and so we'll probably go in with with. Um, you know, a reasonable sense of confidence. Um, oh, look, I'm always tipping the pies. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> I, and, 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 and I concur. I think that this is the – if we're going to win, you know, you know, one more game for the year will be this game, um, aside from the SN gambling. Um, but uh, I think we win this game. There'll be a fair amount of confidence heading into the, the next two. So I wouldn't pencil us in as losses just yet. I'm not going to talk finals. But, no, uh, no. No, I can only take it a week at a time. And that, I, I that's oh, hey, can we use that line, MG? Where'd you get that one from? <laughs> <laughs> that's my original line. <laughs> but while there's the slightest chance of finals, and I'm not even thinking of us playing in the finals, but while there is the slightest chance, you want them to go in with the team, the best team, you know, to give us a win. It's not about giving other guys a a bit more yeah. experience at this point. Mm, you're right. I think that's a fair point too. And no, no, nothing, nothing is better than uh, nothing's better than winning. So, no. It's, uh, I mean, what what about in the rooms last week? How fantastic was it to see those five guys in the circle? And oh yeah, you yeah. Know, that that really showed something fantastic. And yes, I, I reckon I reckon Buck was committed to playing more and Maynard until they got their first win this season. <laughs> I don't, I don't think he would have. I don't think they would have been too happy if they were dropped for the, for the game against Carlton and uh, they didn't get the the Gatorade shower. So, yeah. But it's an infectious feeling, and it, you know, it gives them confidence and something to hang on to going going to next week's game. And um, you know, it was just really so good to see them turn it around. Well, hopefully, a bit of that confidence can catch on and uh, lights a fire under the boys, and we see a big performance this Friday and for the rest of the season. Mag Pogel, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Always a pleasure, Marty T. Thank you. And GC, good, good to have you back. And, and also to all those that listened, um, apologies for, for, for not being there last week. I think after our six-loss stupor, I uh, couldn't, couldn't bear to drag myself out of bed after losing to Melbourne, let alone host a podcast. Just before but, we go, we should mention that the VFL are playing on Saturday afternoon. Whereabouts? At Big Park. Mm. Oh, might be worth getting down to have a look. Yeah. Yes, yeah, will we? So I think it's, and uh, what time is the bell? Uh, it is on the board, but I think it's one o'clock. 
um, at um, Big Park. So that should be good. Sorry. Sounds like a good plan. Do, do you have a rant from Dave this week? From TD? Yeah, he's managed to do that in five minutes. Laurie Holden gave Excellent. five minutes. <laughs> um, so they're playing um, North Ballarat um, at Vic Park at uh, 1 o'clock. It'll be a good game. Hopefully we can get our top four hopes. GC, sorry I cut you off before. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Um, and go Pies. <laughs> we need a win. Let's do it this week. Yeah, let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Go Pies. This is the Mighty T signing out. Is my round twenty rant, and finally I can do a rant after a win. My God, it's been a while. It's been six games and seven weeks, if we include the bye, but we finally won a game. That's pretty fantastic. And make it even better, it was over the old arch enemies. In cow, mm. that was fantastic to see. And what I think. Helped us win this game. We, we, game, we didn't play well, though. Still, we didn't play well. Because against Carlton, who's probably arguably the worst team in the comp alongside Brisbane, we only beat by three goals. And even in the last quarter, um, Carlton tried really hard and got really close to three points. But thankfully, different from other weeks, we just and we got control back and didn't let them back in the game. So that was great. And one thing I like to one thing I do love to see we've done is with kids. Let's say we had five or six guys in the circle through in the inner circle was a rookie. Their bitch were Moore, Schamberg, Marsh, Maynard, and we went as five. And it was great to see everything, especially it was great to see Moore and Marsh pump the song with gusto like they really meant something to them, which is lovely to see. Absolutely fantastic. And well, hopefully we can they can play next week. This week against him, which I really doubt. But you know, it's with Cloak coming in and you know and playing a really more experienced side and better side than Sydney. So Sydney hasn't been playing well, but we hopefully we can beat Sydney this week. And the one thing that does give me a lot of hope against Sydney is that um. We've got, in the last 10 years, we have a really, really, really good record against them and hopefully it keeps up, but I doubt it because this is probably the most lopsided time we've played where they've been good and we've been down. It's probably the biggest time since then, but hopefully we can continue a good row against the Strons and they'll see you around next week. <laughs>